Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Now, tonight, I want to minister on this subject of refusing to fear. And we're calling this part two because I did minister part of this Saturday evening. But let's go to Jeremiah 17. Hallelujah. I uh, was able to watch Kingdom Kids today, Tanya, Tanya Washington and uh, uh, Sarah uh, on uh, uh, our phone and Jeremy doing such a good job with Faith Kids. God bless you guys for helping keep our little ones connected. I know here in the Little Rock location, Gene Val is operating a blog and uh, keeping our little ones connected. And so all of you are doing such a great job during this season. Uh, we'll be back together soon, glorifying God and magnifying His name uh, together. But until then, uh, we'll just worship the way we are and believe God. Amen? Jeremiah chapter 17 and verse 5, and we'll read down through verse 8. It says, Thus saith the Lord, Cursed be the man that trusteth in man and makes flesh his arm, and whose heart departs from the Lord. For he shall be like the heath in the desert, and shall not see when good comes, but shall inhabit the parched places in the wilderness in a salt land, and not inhabited. But notice, blessed, the Amplified Bible says, Most blessed is the man that trusts in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreads out her roots by the river and shall not see when heat cometh. For her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Hallelujah. When it says he will not be careful in the year of drought, he will not be careful in the year of restraint. Now notice this is contrasting two different people. Number one, it's talking about a challenge coming or a trying time coming. And it, it looks at and focuses on, first of all, the man that trusteth in man and makes flesh his arm. Notice he will not see good. But, but then it says the man that trusts in the Lord, he'll be like a tree planted by the waters that spreads forth her roots by the river and he will not see when heat comes. But her leaf shall be great and shall not be careful in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. One translation says, the one who makes natural defenses their confidence shall not see when good comes shall not see when good comes. Another translation says, the one who makes the Lord their confidence shall not see when heat comes. So you have one person who is making the flesh their confidence and putting their confidence and their faith in the flesh, 
And it says they won't see the good that comes. But then you have another person that's putting their confidence in the Lord and they won't be affected when the heat shows up. Amen. That's a good place to say that's us. Amen. The Amplified Classic says, They shall not see and fear when heat comes. They shall not be anxious and full of care. They shall not see and hear when heat comes and shall not be anxious and full of care. This is so important. The Good News Translation says, It is not afraid when hot weather comes. It has no worries when there's no rain. Hallelujah. No worries when there's no rain. The Living Bible says, They're not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Amen. Notice the focus. Not bothered by the problem and not concerned about what everybody else is saying. Hallelujah. Another translation says, And it shall not dread when heat comes, shall not be moved in the time of drought. Folks, listen. Let me say this, just the world in general. Let's let's even uh, uh, not talk about the season we're in, just the world in general. When problems come up, they get moved. They get moved out of their place. Their confidence is shaken. If, If the stock market dips, people's confidence gets shaken. Amen. Scripture says here, that they will not be moved in the time of drought. Well, this might be going on, but I'm not moved. This might be occurring, but I'm not moved. Amen. See, it's up to me whether I'm moved or not. It's up to me whether I'm shaken. It's up to me whether I'm moved out of my place. In, In any area. A bad report physically, a bad report financially, a bad report about our families, a bad report about whatever it may be. It's up to me if I'm moved or not. Amen. The Message Bible says, never a worry through the hottest of summers. Now think about that. Never a worry. In the hottest of summers. So it's possible to face an extreme challenge and never worry. Never worry. Amen. Now, that doesn't make sense to the world. Amen. Because because the first thing is that comes up is. What are we going to do? How are we going to make it? What's going to happen? Worry, 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 worry. Scripture says never a worry in the hottest of summers. All around it looks like there's a drought, but I'm not worried. Amen. It goes on and says that man is serene and calm through droughts. Amen. Now what I'm trying to avoid in teaching to you in these services 
is just the whole cliche thing of, you know, don't be afraid, don't worry, don't be full of fear. Those are good statements and they're true and they're right, but how do I do that? That's, that's what I've got to focus on. Well, Jeremiah gives us the first indication here. It says, he says, you can't put your trust in what people can do. It says you've made the Lord your trust. And then all these things that we said, never a worry, no concerns, not being moved in the time of drought, then that becomes a reality in your life because the Lord is your confidence. Hallelujah. In the book of Isaiah chapter 8, Isaiah chapter 8, Uh, verse 11, it says, For the Lord spake thus unto me with a strong hand and instructed me that I should not walk in the way of this people, saying, Say not a confederacy to all them to whom this people shall say, a confederacy, neither fear ye their fear, neither be afraid. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, one translation, the Amplified Translation, says when they say it's hard, don't you say it's hard. So what Isaiah is saying here is I don't walk in their way and I don't think like they think. I don't walk the way they're walking and I don't think like they're thinking. Amen. A worldly way of thinking will deplete your faith. If you think like the world thinks, you're going to deplete your faith. One of the greatest things you can do in any season is strengthen your faith. And that that only comes by making the Word of God your focus. Not what what everybody else is saying. Amen. I, I want to caution you at any time, any time, from just sitting and watching what the world has to say about what's going on in the world. Anytime, any place, anywhere. Whatever the season may be. But very often what we do is we make it our focus during times of challenge. But hear me. Hear, hear me tonight. That shouldn't be any time. It's not my focus any time. What, what the world is saying, what the, 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 the uh, news media is saying. He told Isaiah, don't walk the way they walk and don't think the way they think. Now think about that for a moment. So what the Lord says to us during these seasons is giving us the way that we need to think and the way that we need to act. And then he said, don't fear what they fear. Who glory. Don't fear what they fear. No, that doesn't mean you throw wisdom out the window, but you don't fear it. See, let, let, let me say this. 
I believe wholeheartedly. I have complete faith that no evil will befall me. No plague will come near my dwelling. Amen. I, I believe I could be in the midst of a thousand people right now, shoulder to shoulder, and no plague's coming on me. But, hear me, I don't throw wisdom out the window just because I'm not going to walk in fear. But make no mistake, I'm not afraid. I'm not afraid of anything. Nothing. Nothing. No thing. Why? Number one, I had to conquer that years ago. I did write the book, Fear Free Living. Never be afraid another day in your life. Amen. But now listen, everybody's not there. But here's the point. Isaiah said, we don't fear what they fear. Amen. Yeah, but it's a reality. This is really happening, right? But we don't fear it. Uh, in Jeremiah, the scripture we read at the beginning, he said that heat would come, but the man that trusted in the Lord, even in the middle of the heat coming, that he would be like a tree planted by the waters and he would spread out his roots like he was by a river. So the heat has come, but he's not afraid of it because he's made the Lord his confidence. Oh, glory to God. Right there in your house, high five your neighbor and say, the Lord is my confidence. Amen, that's so important. Hallelujah. In Isaiah 54. Isaiah 54. And verse 14. Talking about the believer. He says, in righteousness you shall be established. You'll be far from oppression. Notice, you will not fear and from terror, or you'll be far from terror. Why? It will not come near you. Now, is that scripture? Is that in the Bible? You'll be far from oppression. You will not fear, and you'll be far from terror, for it will not come near you. Yeah, but it's all around, Pastor. But the Scripture says it will not come near you. Hallelujah. This word established, it means making something stable, something settled, or something founded. In righteousness, you will be stable, you'll be settled, and you'll be founded. Are you the righteousness of God in Christ? I can hear you right now by faith saying amen. Are you the righteousness of Christ? Then you are established in righteousness. You are founded in righteousness. You are stable in righteousness. You are settled in righteousness. Scripture says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken. The righteous forsaken. I've never seen the righteous forsaken or his seed out begging bread. Psalm says that God will not suffer the foot of the righteous to be moved. Do you see this? The righteous. In His righteousness, I'm established. I can't be moved. I'm righteous. 
I can't be destroyed. I'm righteous. I can't lose in whatever season because I'm righteous. Glory to God. Do you see this? Oppression and terror enter when the heart fears. Amen. Oppression and terror enter when the heart fears. Oh, glory. I I recall one time I was uh, at a conference in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, uh, the hotel that the conference was in, Pastor Michelle and I were staying there. And uh, uh, in the mornings, I would go down. I would run through a part of Tulsa and, and run down by the river. And uh, I was running by the river and, and running down and running back. And, and I was coming back. And uh, I noticed this lady walking. And she was coming towards me. Now, it's broad daylight. And when I say broad, early morning. All right, you could see. I mean, they're right. And, and I'm running in my running clothes. I, you know, I, I don't look threatening. I'm not scary, right? And I'm, I'm running towards this lady. And I see her coming towards me. And the closer I got to her, the tenser she got. And I looked down and she was carrying her car keys. And she had them with the keys sticking out of her fingers, you know, in between her fingers like they're taut. And, and now I'm not against that. But, and, and I could see her grip getting tense on that. And, and the closer I got, the tenser she got. And, and I just did what I always do. I ran by and I said, good morning. And she just was so tense. And you could tell she was just full of fear. Amen. He, understand, it's a terror. Because people are not established in righteousness. Amen. Nothing, no thing should terrorize you. What is a terrorist's greatest weapon? Fear. What might happen? You never know when they're going to strike. Righteousness alleviates that fear in your life. It doesn't matter when they strike. It's not coming near me. Glory to God. Amen. Yeah, but they said this and they said that. Yeah, but Scripture says, in righteousness you shall be established. You'll be far from oppression and from terror because it won't come near you. Well, what if Satan says, no, 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 no. Everything that you see is subject to change. Because Scripture says the things that are seen are temporary. Amen. If you don't fear, oppression and terror have to remain far from you. Fear is the magnet. When you fear, oppression and terror show up. Amen. Well, what if, and what if, and what if? Listen, what if is often the doorway to fear? I believe you should plan. I I believe you should should take steps of wisdom. Amen. Uh, I remember one of my children one time, one of my sons. uh, (laughs) He was out with some of his friends, and they were just little, little, little boys at the time. 
And I was off on a meeting. I'd been on a, on a meeting preaching with my dad and another minister. And I came back home uh, because I had to go out on the weekends then and, and come back for work. And I came back and, and Pastor Michelle met me and she said, you know, you got you to gotta come look at our son. I, I just feel so bad. And, and I went in the room and uh, uh, he got up off his bed. He said, hey, Daddy. And I looked at him and his little eyes were just swelled shut, poison ivy, just all over his face. Well, <laughs> there was a reason. One of his friends, they were out playing, and one of his friends said, uh, I think this is poison ivy. And my son said, well, we'll just see if it's poison ivy. And he rubbed it all over his face. Well, sure enough, it was poison ivy. All right? Now, now I'm saying this for a reason. So, he had no fear of it because he was ignorant of the fact that it was poison ivy. Am I making sense? You don't have anything to prove where your faith is concerned. Just don't be afraid. Does that make sense? I, I, don't, ha- I, don't, I don't have to be always telling people I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid. No. Understand this. If you don't fear, everything has to remain far from you. I can open the door. Amen. Fear is the magnet to oppression and terror. Notice Job chapter 3. My point in telling you that story is we don't abandon wisdom because we're in faith. Just don't fear. You don't have anything to prove. Amen. Do you see that? You know, <clears throat> well, Lord, I, I don't need to say that. Let, 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 let me just explain this to you. You know, people sometimes will, will, will ask, well, you know why, uh, uh, you know, you're, you're live streaming the services, and there, there are people, there have been ministers that kind of intimated that that was not trusting God. Well, but here's the thing. I don't have anything to prove where my faith is concerned If I care about my people, I want them safe. I don't believe anybody in our churches are going to get sick. Amen. But but for instance, in the Kansas location, we can't meet right now. Amen. So my point is, we don't have to get people in here shoulder to shoulder to prove what we believe. The fact that you're not afraid proves what you believe. Amen. Am I helping you? Job chapter 3 and verse 25. Job said, The thing I greatly feared is come upon me, and that which I was afraid of is come to me. The center column reference of my Bible says, I feared a fear, and it came upon me. So notice, Job greatly Feared. What does that mean? He became highly developed in fear. Amen. Fear acted like a magnet to bring the feared thing. 
When you say by faith, no evil will befall me and no plague will come near my dwelling. That, that is like flipping a magnet and it repels that thing. Whatever I'm afraid of acts like a magnet to bring what I'm afraid of to me. Hallelujah. Do, do, do you see that? Now, we don't have to go there. Hebrews 11.1 1 says that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. What does this mean? Faith works like a magnet to draw the expected or thing hoped for to you. Because faith, the conviction that something is true, is the substance of things hoped for. So faith works like a magnet to draw the expected or the thing hoped for to me. In verse 26 of Job 3, notice he says, I was not in safety, neither had I rest, neither was I quiet, yet trouble came. Notice Job allowed his heart to maintain a condition of unrest. Church, you got to make your heart rest. Amen. His heart was in a condition of unrest. In Philippians 4, 6 in the Amplified Bible, it says, do not fret or have any anxiety about anything. Anything. Notice there's no asterisk there. Anything except. It says about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything, by prayer and petition, definite request, with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. So notice how it starts out. Do not have anxiety about anything. That is not a request. That is not a suggestion. That is a command from the Lord head of the church, from the Holy Spirit himself. Do not have anxiety about anything. Hallelujah. Amen. Do you see that? When the thought comes into your mind, what are we going to do? Cast it down. And, and can I help you with something? Am I helping you all tonight? I believe by faith I am. I want to help you with this. When conditions become more widely known, th there were people that were fighting fear and anxiety before any situation arose. But when something that looks so strong shows up, it simply magnifies what was already there. When, when pressure is put on someone and they panic, panic was already there. Fear doesn't just show up just like faith doesn't just show up. If you're not feeding your faith and pressure gets put on you, faith won't come out. 
But here's what I know. Whatever is there will come out. Amen. When someone's facing a physical challenge and, and what keeps coming out of their mouth, I feel like I'm going to die. I can't breathe. I'm going to die. I can't. That's what's in them. Believer or not, that's what's in them. I was talking on the phone to someone today and we were discussing a certain thing. And I said, the bottom line is you can't escape this truth. What's in you is going to come out. And if it's not coming out of you, it's not in you. Amen. And so when somebody sees you at peace, it's because that's what's in you. Let, let, let me use a, a tried and true illustration. If you take a sponge and you dip it in a liquid, you name the liquid. Then when you pull that sponge out of the liquid and you put pressure on it, that liquid's going to come out of the sponge. Water, gas, oil, whatever it is, that's what's coming out of that sponge because that sponge is only full of what has been put in it. And when pressure's put on it, something different can't come out of it. Amen. So if you've been putting to work the Word of God that you will not fear, that you're safe, that you're protected, that you're thriving, that you're not surviving, you're thriving and you're flourishing, if you've been doing that long before a situation arose, then when a situation arises, that's what's going to come out of you. Amen. And so Paul said in Philippians, don't be anxious, don't fret, or have anxiety. Notice it says, or have any anxiety about anything. Yeah, but I'm so far from my family. Yeah, and don't you fret or have any anxiety about it. Well, what if something happens and I'm not there? Well, what if something would happen and you were there? If I'm fretful and anxious 500 miles away, I would be fretful and anxious in their living room. If I can't operate my faith 1,000 miles away from them, how would I operate my faith with them? Glory to God. Do, do, do you see this? Oh, thank you, Lord. Look at Philippians 4 and 11. Philippians 4 and 11. Whew. Philippians 4 and 11. Paul said, Not that I speak in respect of want, for I've learned in whatever state I am therewith to be content. When he said, not that I speak in respect of one, I've learned in whatever state I am therewith to be content. I've learned not to be disturbed and not to be disquieted. Amen. Glory to God. And very often, thank you, Lord. Very often, what causes these feelings is this idea of uncertainty. 
But the Lord has given us words that should make us very certain. One word was this thing will be over much sooner than you think. I, I received some information from a dear brother that I love with all of my heart. And he was, and he was listen, uh, again, I, you know, we're not ostriches. We don't stick our head in the sand. And he had received some information, and I was looking at it, and I'm grateful that he sent it. I'm very grateful. I, I want to make that plain because he's probably watching tonight, and I'm very grateful. And, 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 and uh, he knows that I did this, and, and this information said a certain thing about this situation, and, and I text back, and I said, thank you, I appreciate that, but the man of God said it was going to be over much quicker than we thought. And, and true to his heart, he texted me back and said, okay, then that's what I'm believing. And I said, good man, me too. And then he made a statement. He said, I'm so thankful I have a pastor in my life. Do you know there are multiplied hundreds of thousands of people that have nobody to speak into their life? They don't have a church home that they call home that they're able to watch live stream tonight and hear the word of the Lord. And they're panicking. They're full of fear. They'll go to bed tonight and they won't sleep. Because they have nobody speaking the word of God into their life. But you're going to go to bed tonight and rest with no anxiety and no fear and no concern. Because you know that you're hidden in the pavilion of God. That he is your refuge. That you are hidden in him. And everything is going to be alright. Glory to God. Amen. I hear you shouting right now. Anthony, I see you running. Praise God. Amen. Are you with me? Hallelujah. Matthew 6 and 25. Matthew 6 and verse 25. And all of you brethren that put on your tie to come to church today at home. Thank you. I, I got, a, I got a, uh, 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 a message from one brother and he said... Uh, uh, I, I want you to know I wore my jacket and my tie today. He said, I did wear my jeans, though. I, well, that's all right. Amen. I know uh, Pastor Ron uh, Swagger told Kim that he put his tie on to, to go to church at home. You know, I, 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 I so enjoy those stories because uh, it shows me the respect people have for the Word. But it also shows me that you're committed to the things of God. Those of you that are watching tonight, you're committed to the things of God. You believe in what God's doing. Amen. In Matthew chapter 6 and verse 25, it says, Jesus said, Therefore I say unto you, take no thought for your life, what you shall eat or what you shall drink, nor for your body what you shall put on. Is not the life more than meat and the body more than raiment? When Jesus said, take no thought, it's take no perpetually uneasy, worried, and anxious thought. Notice, don't take it. Amen. I was, uh, my daughter, my youngest daughter, uh, uh, FaceTimed us today to, for us to talk to our youngest granddaughter. And uh, uh, I was just blessed because they were so at ease. You know, I want to I give a word to, to parents that you put the word in your children in times of challenge, the Word will show up and comfort them. 
Amen? No perpetually uneasy, worried, or anxious thought. The condition of the heart is the evidence of whether you're in faith or fear. The condition of the heart is evidence of whether you are in faith or fear. Hallelujah. See, that's, that's where you can check up on yourself. What's the condition of my heart? If there's anxiousness, if there's uneasiness, if there's worry, I'm in fear. And, and remember what Isaiah said, we're not going to fear what the world fears. There are people that will say, well, you got to be crazy not to worry. Call me a loony then, because I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to worry. I, I'm, I'm, I'm exhorting you not to worry. Amen. In uh, Job chapter 1, and, and for the sake of time, I will paraphrase that. It, it talks about Job's children uh, uh, having celebrations when their birthdays would roll around. And it says there in verse 6 that Job would offer sacrifices and say this, I'm sacrificing because my kids may have cursed God. And it says he did that, said that, and did that. Notice how often? Continually. Amen. And then when, let's, let's look at Job 1. Job chapter 1 and verse 10. Then when... Uh, in this situation, in verse 10 it says, Satan says, Have you not made a hedge about him and about his house and all that he has on every side? You've blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in the land. When Job feared, the hedge was compromised. I, I wrote about this in First Words Matter, Last Words Stand. And there are people that will say, yeah, but, you know, Pastor, there was a hedge around Job. There's a hedge around you. The, the, the Bible says the angels of the Lord encamp around about the righteous. They're, they're, in other words, when it says encamp, they are making their camp around you. There are angels camped out at your house right now. Because we're the righteous. Amen. Job had a hedge around him. But when you fear something, you authorize Satan to touch you. Hallelujah. When, when, when Peter walked on the water and he began to sink and he cried out saying, Lord, save me. Now, now just think about this in the natural what do you think entered into his heart when he started to sink? Fear. And what did Jesus say? How is it you have no faith? Or oh, you of little faith. Right? Well, little faith is, so we can see that little faith is water walking faith. You can walk on the water with little faith. But 
the fear overwhelmed Peter's little faith. And he started sinking. When I enter into fear, I authorize what I'm afraid of. Amen. Whew. Proverbs 26 and verse 2 in the uh, Good News translation says, Curses cannot hurt you unless, now listen, unless you deserve them. They are like birds that fly by and never alight. Now people will say, well, you know, but it says unless you deserve them. Meaning this, the King James says the curse causeless shall not come. If the curse operates in my life, there's a reason. There's a, there's a, 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 a reason behind it. Another translation, the Amplified Bible says, like the sparrow in her wandering, like the swallow in her flying, so the causeless curse does not alight. Understand that the blessing wall or protective hedge was compromised because Job used spiritual law to expect the worst. And the curse came because there was a cause. Faith builders do not expect the worst. We expect the best. We expect health. We expect victory. We expect prosperity. We expect protection. Not the worst. Amen. The oppression or destruction that was once far from Job came near to him. God didn't permit any of that. Job permitted it. Hallelujah. The hand of God in anybody's life is as strong as you allow it. God can only function to the level that I will allow Him to function. But conversely, every cursed thing, every fearful thing can only operate as far as I will allow it. Amen. When Job corrected his words, God could replace the blessing wall. When the blessing was restored, it came with such abundance that he ended up with double. How about that? How about you're going to end this season with double? That's what he said. The year of expectation, and remember the, the, the number 20 is the year of, is, is the number of expectation. We taught on that. And the Lord said, what year are you entering into? And I said, 2020. And what did he say? Then expect double. We, we taught on that in the very first week. The Lord gave us this word. Double up. I will restore unto you double. Glory be to God. Yeah, but they're cutting hours on my job. Double. Amen. 
Now that they're saying they may lay off, double expect double. Don't expect layoffs. Don't expect hours cut. Expect double. God never needed your job to bless you anyway. God doesn't need your company to bless you. He'll bless you through them, but He doesn't need them to bless you. God's got a million ways that He can bless you. And that's, that's, that's only a thimbleful of the ways He has. The Lord told John Osteen one time, He said, John, He said, if, if I told you to put the offering bucket up on the ceiling of your sanctuary and put a ladder there and tell people that they could only come between the hours of 12 midnight and 1 in the morning to give, he said there would be people that would get out of their bed and come give and bless you because I've got people that will do my will. Amen. I need you to see that. I don't fear when heat comes because I've made the Lord my refuge. Glory be to God. So what are we expecting? The best. What are we expecting? Double. What are we expecting? For things to be over much quicker than they're, they're, they're saying. Amen. Don't, don't begrudge natural people talking about natural things. That's all they've got to go by. That guy, he just bothers me. He keeps giving the worst case scenario. That's all he's got. He doesn't have any spiritual insight. We do. Amen. But here's, here's something. If you can't watch it without it bothering you, don't watch it. I suggest you don't watch it, period. But if you can't watch it without it bothering you, turn it off. But don't expect the worst. Amen. Have you ever had anybody in your life that just expected the worst about everything? Oh, it's cold season. If anybody gets it, I will. And then, I mean, two days later, you'd call them. How you doing? Oh, it's so cold. I knew I was going to get one. I get them all the time. Expecting the worst. Flu season. Oh, boy, I better run down. And there's nothing wrong with the shot. That's not what I'm saying. But, the, but people do it out of fear. Uh, I better run down and get my flu shot. It's flu season. And then you won't see him for three or four days. Hey, where you been? Oh, I got the flu. Thought you got the shot. I know they never work. Why are you getting it then? Expecting the worst. Amen. Ah, they got layoffs coming. I'll probably be one of the first ones. Oh, how, how are you doing? You're usually not here. Uh, 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 you're usually at work. Yeah, I got laid off. Told you I would. Expecting the worst. Your expectation is readily recognized by the words that are coming out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. But notice, when Job said, I've said things I didn't know about and he got his words right, God was able to restore double. Amen. Hallelujah. But, but what do you hear in the world right now? Loss. Destruction. Right? 
Expect worse thinking. Notice in Luke 21, we're, we're moving towards a conclusion, but I want you to see this. We, we need this right now. Luke 21 and verse 26. Talking about the end times when, when there are challenges. And it says that men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth for the powers of heaven shall be shaken. This is heart failure by consideration. Now I want you to see something. This heart failure is a failure to produce spiritual forces. Here's how I know this. Jesus never spoke about the natural heart of man. He always talked about the spirit of man. This is a failure to produce spiritual forces. Why? Looking after those things that are coming on the earth. Amen. The spiritual heart failure is caused by fear and dread, looking at those things. When Peter saw the wind, saw the waves boisterous and felt the wind, he began to fear. Hallelujah. You don't have to turn there. You can write it down. 2 Corinthians 4, 17 and 18 says, while we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things that are not seen are eternal. And then it says that these things are working for us a far more and eternal weight of glory. But notice something. The eternal glory is only produced by giving our focus to the unseen and choosing not to consider the seen. You don't get to the far more eternal weight of glory by focusing on what's seen. You get it by focusing on what's not seen. Hallelujah. And notice, I've got to choose to do that. I've got to choose to do that. Hallelujah. Romans 4.19 says that Abraham was strong in faith. Giving glory to God. Strong in faith. Giving glory to God. It talks about how he did not consider his own body now dead. Neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb when he was about a, when she was, uh, right, when, when he was, he did not consider his own body now dead. Neither the deadness of Sarah's womb, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. So what does this tell us? Strong faith does not consider the things that appear. Weak faith and fear consider what the circumstance says. Amen. In your life, every day, regardless of whether there's a challenge going on or not, the sound of joy and rejoicing needs to be heard in your home. Giving glory to God. Because He's our way maker. Amen. 
When our attention goes to something that's contrary to God's word, it weakens our faith. I used to talk to a person that was, was always saying, well, you know, you just can't hide from things. I mean, you got to be realistic. Well, what they were saying is you got to pay attention to them. No, I don't. When something that's contrary to God's word has my attention, it's weakening my faith. And I got, I got to be aware of that, and I've got to guard against it. Amen. If you're going to be in a position to help other people, you've got to have strong faith. You cannot think wrong things and have strong faith. Glory to God. If, 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 if you've ever dealt with someone that was dealing with a physical issue, and their focus was the physical issue. Just not getting any better. How you doing, brother? I don't know. I'm just not getting any better. I just can't. I just, I'm just not getting any better. Thinking wrong things. What's the Bible say? Let the weak say what? I'm strong. Well, if the weak is supposed to say I'm strong, the sick is supposed to say I'm healed. The poor is supposed to say, I'm blessed. Well, why? The Bible says you'll have what you say. So you cannot think wrong thoughts and think wrong things and say wrong things and have strong faith. A person of faith has a disciplined, renewed mind. Disciplined. Disciplined mind. You've heard people say things about people, well, they just say whatever is on their mind. They don't have a disciplined mind. Very often, people that don't talk a lot have a disciplined mind because they, they only say things that matter. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hebrews 11.3 the hallmark scripture, the foundation scripture of this ministry, through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God so that the things which appear, that the things which appear did not come from things that were already there. The things which are seen did not come from things which do appear. So through faith, what do we do? We build seen things out of unseen things. I build victory out of things that do not appear to have victory. Yet I do that through faith. Hallelujah. First Corinthians one twenty eight says that God uses the foolish things of the world to confound the wise and things that are not. Things that are not. 
to shut down the things that are. When Jesus was in the boat and the storm was raging, and he stood up and he said, Peace be still, there was no peace. They're in the middle of a storm. But yet peace came. Because that's what he called for. Amen. We talked about this. Let the weak say that I'm strong. That means this. Summons things that are not as though they were. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I'm blessed going in, coming out. I'm whole, I'm healed, I'm well, I'm strong. I'm protected. No plague will come nigh me. No evil will befall me. All the evil diseases of this world, God said, I'll take them far from your midst. That, see, that's, that's what you're saying. There's a hedge of protection around your home and every germ and virus drops dead at your property line. Amen. But I live in an apartment. Okay, it stops at your door. It's not coming near you. What am I doing? I'm summonsing that. And then finally, let's look at something. This is a familiar scripture, but I'm telling you it can be a challenge. I've been dealing with this a lot lately. With these type of statements. Uh, well, you know, I just don't feel and, and it's not getting any better and nothing. I can't move this and I'm this and I'm that and I'm the other. <sighs> you cannot think wrong things and have strong faith. Well, it's not getting any better. The fact that that's being said is what you means that's what you believe. Amen. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, of good report, if there's any virtue and any praise, think on these things. Isn't it interesting that Scripture gives us a list of what we're supposed to think on? But there are numerous multitudes of believers that when challenges arise, they throw this list out the window and think on everything but that. Folks, it can be something as simple as this. Oh, I went to the store the other day and the line was around the corner. What in the world is going on? What in the, That's the wrong thing to think on. Amen. Whatever things are true, honest, just, pure, 
lovely, oh, here it is, good report. Know what Scripture says? What are we supposed to think on? The bad report, the good report? Good report. Yeah, but brother, you can't deny the bad report. I know, but it, nowhere in here does it say deny the bad report, but it does say don't think on the bad report. Think on the good report. If, if, I go, if a person goes to the doctor and the doctor says, well, uh, your heart's bad, you can't deny the doctor said that. That's a report. But I've got a choice as to whether or not I think on it. Think, see, be. Those three things never change. How many weeks, months did I spend teaching on what you think is how you're going to see and that's how you're going to be. You can't change that. Amen. Well, but the doctor said, I know. And I'm not denying that. Thank God for doctors. There's people who wouldn't have known they were, they were deadly sick if they hadn't went to the doctor. Amen. But now here's a report. Is it a good report? No. Well, don't deny it, but don't think on it. Yeah, but they got me on all this medicine. Then you take that medicine saying, thank you, Father, that this medicine works to its utmost capabilities in my body. It's going to produce in me the exact thing that they need it to produce. It's going to help my heart. It's going to help my breathing. It's going to help my body in the name of Jesus. But you know how most people take medicine? Oh, if I don't take it, I'll die. My heart won't work right without this medicine. Scripture says that the man's heart is safe that trusts in the Lord. Scripture says the reciprocal to Luke that we read was this. If I'm not focused on the things coming on the earth, I'll have a strong heart. I'll be able to produce the spiritual forces that I need to produce. That keeps me strong. Faith will make you well. Fear will make you sick. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, say it out loud. I'm strong in faith. I'm strong in the Word. I have a strong heart. I have no fear. I have no dread. And I have no worry. I am a fear-free zone. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. God is so good to us. Amen. I believe God. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, normally, of course, we would say, stand up, everybody. Uh, but you're at home, so you don't necessarily have to stand up. But uh, God's good to us. And uh, just uh, to be aware, of course, in the coming days, you will, all of you, Little Rock, Kansas, everyone, uh, members, you'll be receiving phone calls from our leadership, from those in the office, uh, checking on you, finding out about your prayer requests, what you need uh, God to do for you. And we're standing in faith with you and believing uh, God with you. We are monitoring uh, all of the situations, and it, uh, when things change, uh, we will adjust accordingly. The Holy Spirit helped us get out in front of this, and we're going to stay out there. Amen? 
And, uh, 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 but we have a word from the Lord. It's going to be over much quicker than anyone thinks. That's what the Lord has said to us. You keep that in your mouth. Amen. You keep that in your mouth and keep believing God. Amen.